I'm Randy. And I'm Claire. And you're listening to Killer Vibes, a true crime podcast. <laughs> Yay! Okay, <laughs> welcome to part three of the Black Dahlia murder. It's going to be awesome. We're going to keep talking about it. <laughs> you looked at me like I was supposed to say something. I know, I was like, I'm did sorry. I forget I was something? like, are you going to say, did we, I don't know, do you need to play something? <laughs> anyway, okay, so this is unscripted, kind of. <laughs> um, okay, so... We talked a little bit about journalistic ethics, which comes into play in this case. Um, and one of a really, a really terrible part about some of the journalists involved in this is that one of the reporters even tracked down Elizabeth's mother, Phoebe. Oh, lied God, her- this is bad. Yeah. I was like, what are you going to say? And then <laughs> yeah. I remembered. <laughs> um, he lied to her and said that her daughter had won a beauty contest and they needed to know information about her life in order to get a full scope of who she was. And Phoebe told them everything. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty terrible. The this reporter was from the Herald Express. Not a big fan of the Herald Express. So they also connected this particular paper with a Dr. Paul De River, who was the first person to call Elizabeth Short's killer a sadist. So he kind of like confirms our suspicion that he had a little bit of a sexual motivation in his killings. And I quote. During the killing episode, he had an opportunity to pump up effect from two sources, from his own sense of power and in overcoming the resistance of another. He was the master and the victim was the slave, unquote, which is basically just your normal average definition of a sadist. Yep. So there you go. I could have guessed that from the beginning, but apparently you got to have that professional in there. But the police discounted this statement due to the bad reputation that DeRivers had with the LAPD. So literally just because the Los Angeles Police Department didn't like this particular psychologist, they completely discounted his testimony. Why didn't they like him? I don't know. I think Was he, it for a good reason? Like did he do something? I don't know. I think I didn't hear much about DeRivers. Um I just knew that he was completely ignored by the police despite the fact that he was an expert witness. Um, or could have been an expert witness. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, um, you don't have to hit the microphone. I'm it's sorry. Okay. I know, I'm sorry. But yeah, I can only imagine that it was probably for some ridiculous reason. Either he didn't comply with the police or he didn't get, he wasn't able to be paid off by the police because they paid off a lot of people during this time period. And, you know, you see a lot of crime happening. So it's just pretty bad. And, um, yeah, DeRiver ultimately ended up not becoming an expert witness and his statements were completely discounted. So at this time, the newspapers had given Elizabeth the famous moniker, the Black Dahlia. So Dahlia because of the movie The Blue Dahlia, which had just come out recently, and Black because she was known to wear black clothes almost every day. Um, the press ate this up and soon every newspaper was calling the case The Black Dahlia Murder. But, like, also everyone claims to have made up the moniker. <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. I'm not sure who made up the moniker necessarily, um, but, I mean, I think the Herald Express was the first newspaper to print the title Black Dahlia. Um, you can correct me on that. I'm pretty sure that that well, was no the one earliest. Knows. Yeah. No one knows because there's, yeah. like, 10 people there's who say they did so it. so many people who said they, like, a whole bunch of them. And, um... So you can't correct her because she's not wrong. (laughs) The first newspaper, the earliest newspaper that I looked at um, with the title Black Dahlia on the front of it was printed by the Herald Express. So I'm just going to say that the person, whoever that person is, who invented it was a reporter from the Herald Express. Maybe. 
I don't know. Um, so on January 23rd, 1947, The Examiner, which is the other newspaper I mentioned, um, located in the same <laughs> building. Sorry, I totally just burst into the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> Did y'all hear that? Did you hear that? Sorry, I've been drinking a lot of coffee and like haven't eaten a lot of food. <laughs> so <laughs> it all sort of bubbled up. It was just up. funny because you like moved on. <laughs> well, you know. I heard it though. Yeah. It's, you know. it's a cute one. It was little. Thank you. <laughs> I'm cute in every way. <laughs> you are. Everything I do, even when I talk about murder and when I burp. Okay, so they received a phone call from the person claiming to be the Black Dahlia murderer, which, similar I to know. the Zodiac, <laughs> calling the police right after he kills someone. Love it. This is Love the Zodiac it. speaking. Oh, God, he's so creepy. Anyway, the person on the other line said that they would be sending in Elizabeth's personal effects in the mail mm-hmm. to the examiner. Um, the reason for this, he said, was because he was not happy with the way the newspapers were handling the case, and he wanted to clear some things up. Which I was okay. <laughs> you don't run the show here, but yeah, like get lost, but also <laughs> give us the evidence, but yeah, please. please send in her stuff. I mean, if you don't mind, yeah, like if it's, in, if it's on not, the way to work, yeah, right, drop it off, drop it off, post office. Thank you. Um, so the package showed up the following day with a brief note, which was made out of uh, magazine clippings. And it's one of the first, like, you know, the iconic serial yes. killer letters. Like my favorite murders logo. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Black Dahlia. That's where it started. Um, so it was one of 13 confirmed Black Dahlia um, killer letters mm-hmm. um, that sort of like showed up during the early stages of the investigation. The first one said, here, with an exclamation point, of, again, all cut out of magazines. Here. Here. And obviously, whatever that title was had an exclamation point at the end, are the Dahlia's belongings. Um, and then most of these letters, which is why we have the 13 that are officially confirmed, those ones were signed with the word, um, with the letters, or not letters, the words. And now, like, I guess it would be a signature, kind of. It's... It says Black Dahlia Avenger at oh. the end, which I was always confused by the word His Avenger that he made up. Yeah. Got another. I don't know. We got another person inventing their own moniker, which is just not cool. That's not even a Whatever. good one. No. That's not even good. Like the Zodiac <laughs> kind of cool. Like at least the Zodiac was semi-original, even though he doesn't really deserve it. What would you <laughs> want your moniker, moniker to be if you were a serial killer? Um, Maybe like, oh, no, that'd be too obvious. I was going to say, like, Red Rose or something like that. Because I have red hair. Nobody take that. (laughs) Claire might need that. I might need it. She might, I won't ever need it. Go for that career in the future, so. I'm, like, already incriminating myself. (laughs) I've never killed anyone. Okay. So, back to the package. Wait. I have to know your moniker now. Oh, I haven't thought of one. I was just wondering yours. You have to tell me one. We'll think of one and we'll tell you guys in the next episode. episode. Okay. So the package that they received um, included Elizabeth Short's birth certificate, some business cards, uh, a few personal photographs, an address book with the name Mark Hansen written on the front of it. It was just his address book. It was with clearly, hearts, maybe, probably <laughs> like <laughs> little Mr. like Mr. and Mrs. Mark e. Hansen. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um, and her social security card. So this can mean a number of things. Um, first of all. The address book had a few pages missing from it, although I'm not super impressed with the theory that the killer ripped them out because why? Elizabeth totally could have torn out pages yeah, of like, her why own would you address do that? book. And um, 
like the sometimes people say that the killer te- tore them out because he knew her and he was tearing out all of the pages that connected him to Elizabeth. But at the same time, I don't know, I like I lose acquaintances all the time. And instead of tearing them out of my address book, I delete them in my phone. But yeah, you know, that could Why have been a lot of the different extra things. pages around. If yeah, you don't need them. Exactly. So and she seems like a very dramatic woman. She was an actress, a model, so maybe she dramatically ripped out those pages when she, you know, an old boyfriend unfriending like ripped. You, yeah, exactly. You. It's the 1940s version of unfriending someone, ripping them out of yeah. your address book. So a lot of people bring up that it was the killer who did it, and I'm like, prove it. Well, um, also, I mean, it's possibly not even the killer who has this information or has right. her things because. Right. He could have left them at the crime scene and someone could have stole them before and not reported the murder. So it's like we don't even know if this is him. Exactly. I mean, it probably is. It probably is because there is an interesting fact. All of the evidence that was presented to the police had been doused in gasoline to erase any sort of fingerprint. Well, yeah, wouldn't you want to do that if you stole it, though, too? I don't know. I. I'm less inclined to agree with your opinion that someone took it from the crime scene just because... I don't think they did. I'm just saying that's yeah, a possibility. It's a possibility. A very, I think it's sort of like a a random possibility. But I think in, like, in this case, it probably was the killer who sent all of this. And the other interesting thing, connecting back to why I think the killer knows Elizabeth, not because the pages were missing, but because he had all of her stuff. Like, he had her social security card and her birth certificate. And I don't know about you, but my parents yelled at me the first time I put my social security card in my wallet. <laughs> like, they were like, you have to put that somewhere safe. Put it in a lockbox or something. So well, but I she's also that. like a drifter. That's so she probably true. does have all her things on her at all right. times. But I, what I'm thinking is maybe she was staying at this person's place and all of her stuff Mm -hmm. was there and that's why he had access to all of it also a possibility yeah because that would be weird to just like if she was like going out for the day that would be weird to take all of that with you but also if since she is kind of like staying on couches and stuff like that like I wouldn't leave my birth certificate at like a acquaintance's house necessarily and she had been living with Dorothy and her mother so that was like her permanent right. residence. And like for I'm sure they were very nice people, but like absolutely, she probably absolutely. would want to take her important things with her during the day. Of course. Just and in so case. this also makes me think that she had all of her stuff with her mm-hmm. at that point. So whether it was on her person or whatever, obviously she was comfortable enough to introduce this person, whether it be to her hotel room or to go and stay with them so he could get all of her items. And yeah. she left nothing at the hotel. Yeah, and so, another argument against that someone stole it would be that she obviously doesn't have a lot. Like she, of course, yeah, um, yeah, she just doesn't has have a, few a lot things. of money. Mm-hmm. Like doesn't really have a lot of personal items. So yeah, she's I mean, only seen wearing black. So unless, she has limited wardrobe. Yeah. yeah, unless you just were like, I want to claim to be the killer, which people do. So still possible that someone stole her stuff and was like. I'm the murderer. Yeah, right. Um, exactly. Of course, there's a slight possibility, but I don't think it's a big enough possibility to make it like the main focus. No, I agree. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I think there are a lot of connections, especially because of the actual content that was in this package to say that she knew her killer. So that in addition to the brutal brutalization of her body. So, um, 
I just want to say this really quick because it's really frustrating. The LAPD has admitted that most of the physical evidence that pertains to this case is no longer in their possession and they don't know where it is. I have it. (laughs) 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 She gave me the most convincing look. You're like, I have it. It's with me. Like, I didn't you know that? I have all of the Black Dahlia <laughs> stuff like it. <laughs> no, that's annoying, but... Yeah, so... I mean, it's it was also in the 40s, so... Exactly, so I was going to say that, yeah, I give them a slight leeway to maybe have lost it because... I'm sure they moved, moved offices. Yes, yes. Or, like, I don't know. I mean, how do you... That's a really big thing to lose, first of all. It is, but how do you, like, hold... I mean, I'm sure they have, like... So much evidence. Yeah. You know, they're the LAPD. Yeah. But, I mean, it is weird that they lost this piece. Exactly. Like, I could see them losing a random cold case that no one really talks about. But it is weird. <laughs> but, like, but all kind of, of... You'd think yeah. it'd be a priority. Exactly. And it's, like, it's all her stuff. It's just ridiculous. Someone just, did something dumb. Or they destroyed it. Because... And I'll get into that. <laughs> and I will get into why they may have oh, destroyed it. Okay. Because they destroyed some other evidence. Tell me now. We purposefully know that they destroyed evidence. Some recordings. Um, like the actual physical recordings of oh, really? this, one of the suspects. Was Nixon working for the LAPD? I know, before missing 11 minutes. Before he became a politician. Is it 11? How many minutes is it of the Watergate tapes that are missing? More than 11. Yeah, it's like 18 minutes. I, yeah, I really feel like the number eight is in there. That's funny that you said that. It's like the 13. I think eight is in there. Thir- Don't remember. I'll look it up later. Too many. This has nothing to do with what's happening right now. <laughs> Nixon wasn't the president <laughs> at this time. Anyway. No, but he would have been He would have been enough, working enough. at the LAP. I don't think he's. I don't think he's from LA. I'm just kidding. <laughs> when was Nixon president and where was he born? And did he work for the LAPD and destroy Black Dahlia <laughs> yeah. evidence? It's a whole conspiracy, you guys. <laughs> We've solved it. Nixon killed <laughs> the Black Dahlia. <laughs> you know, I never Done. trusted that guy. I know. He seemed weird. Yeah, something was up. I know. That live <laughs> interview. Mm, not good. Okay. So they have just they have admitted that this evidence was destroyed. The recordings were destroyed. And I'll get into the recordings because they pertain to one of the suspects. Um, but the actual physical recordings were destroyed. Luckily, we have their transcripts, but there are missing pieces. There are missing I don't trust hours. The transcripts. Exactly. It's frustrating, isn't it? It's annoying. Anyway, so um, we have the address book, which is pretty much the most popular item in the package, um, and it has Mark Hansen written on the cover of it. Which I'm assuming he just gave her this because they were in a, like a relationship again, relationship in quotes, um, and he had li- they she had lived at his house for a significant amount of time, and so I'm assuming that he gave her an address book that had his name on it, but he becomes a prime suspect at this point. Um, he actually dies in the 1960s, so we know that he's a lot older because he dies of natural causes, just being an old guy. And, um, yeah, so he kind of doesn't really go anywhere. He becomes a prime suspect for a very short amount of time. And I just wanted to mention Mark Hansen because his name shows up on the address book. Literally, that's it. Um, And another interesting fact about some evidence in the case, um, the same day that the um, package arrives, Elizabeth Short's handbag and one of her shoes were found in a trash can 
not far from the vacant lot where the body was dumped. The items were actually identified by Red Manley, our creepy Red. pickup guy. Um, that bef- persistent guy. <laughs> yeah. When the LAPD still had him in custody. So they made him identify the items. And he's obviously one of the main suspects as well. Um, the location of the items revealed to the police that the killer was probably a Los Angeles native. So he probably wasn't from San Diego, which is where Short was staying. And he might even live within walking distance of both of the dump sites. So we kind of have a very uh, Why a do radius. You think that? Well, because they had been dumped in such similar places. I thought that exact same thing when I saw like, Why this. would you dump a body like in yeah. the closest dumpster yeah, to like, your house? You know, it would be great if I just dumped it right across the street from my house. I mean, that's convenient. <laughs> but I mean, I would maybe take a little bit more time. To like find a spot kind of far away. <laughs> so... That was just an assumption that the police made. I think the police do a lot of stupid assumption making in this case. And um, they have these 11 points that I'll get to eventually as well. Um, But they're stupid. They're dumb. And they have no level of logic to them at all. Like, it's just the most ridiculous. Ugh, whatever. It's one of the most ridiculous documents I've ever had to read read in my life. But anyway, (laughs) so let's dig into some suspects. Okay. You want to do that? I want to do that. Okay. So, Mark Wait, Hansen, how many are you? how many are we discussing? So, okay. Um, there are 22 active suspects on the police list as of today. But there's one. But there's... There is the killer, which I will talk about. I... This is my personal opinion of who the actual killer is. So we're going to talk about Red Manly for a minute, and then we're going to talk about it's the guy. Not him. It's not him. He's just Secret. gross. He's just weird. He's just a Caucasian man. <laughs> Which puts you right at the top of our list. <laughs> right? Which is why we're investigating. Anyway, sorry, not all white men are terrible. I don't mean to discount all white men. Um, you know, my dad and my brother are cool. <laughs> They're white men. Anyway, so um, the police are sort of desperate to grasp onto anything. Mark Hansen, not really our guy. And um, they started to think that the case might be running a little cold, which obviously it does. But this is yeah, like the still first cold. taste. They're like, this isn't going to work. So the LAPD made some statements that they believe the suspect had medical experience. Um, due to the way that the buddy, bu- buddy, oh my God, I can't speak English. Body. Thank you. <clears throat> due to the way the body <laughs> was cut <laughs> and um, it had been expertly drained of blood. Another similarity to Peggy Hattrick. I know. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. (laughs) Oh, my God. We did that at the same time. That was good. Okay, anyway. So they made a statement, um, and they said, quote. They didn't say quote, but I'm just saying that's the beginning of the quote. Um, The manner in which Elizabeth Short's body was dissected has indicated the possibility that the murderer was a person somewhat experienced in medical work. The Los Angeles Police Department has undertaken to develop suspects among the medical and dental schools in the area, as well as among other students who have anything to do with human anatomy. End quote. So they released this statement, and then on March 6th, 1947, the police received a list of medical students from the University of Southern California, which, super nice gesture. They just handed over all that stuff. I don't know if that's a violation of those students' privacies, but it's the 1940s. Um, And uh, they looked at over 300 students, ultimately, and they kind of came up blank. 
um, on everybody that they had looked into. Nobody was really connected with Short in any way. So that ran cold. And then, of course, they talked to Red Manley, who was the last person to see Elizabeth alive. Again, he sort of reiterated that their relationship was completely platonic. It may not seem like it was completely platonic, but he consistently says it. I he, swear we were just friends. I know. I, I just promise. convinced her to get into my car. Yes. I essentially forced her because I wanted her to be my friend. Yeah. Like, she just seemed like the friendly type. Yeah. That's, you're so full of it. Anyway. Uh, so he may have been he reiterating probably made this. up that last name. He Sorry. totally Sorry. did. One more. No, he didn't. I'm that done was now. Name. <laughs> um, so... I'm assuming, again, because you kind of have to assume in all these cold cases, that he was probably encouraging the fact that it was a platonic relationship because he was married and had children. And they lived in the Los Angeles area and he was being investigated for the murder of a 22-year-old woman. And so it would kind of be awkward if he was like, yeah, we had a sexual relationship and we were involved and I was having an affair. But he didn't have anything to do with the murder. I mean, it makes him look more suspicious, though, to me. In a way, it does. Just admit to it. Everyone knows. It would make him look more suspicious, I think, from a modern perspective. I don't know if it would have made him super suspicious back then. I feel like they would have just, they did ultimately believe him. And he had an alibi for the night that the body was dumped. So he has, yeah, he has a really solid alibi. Again, he's a salesman. So he was not in Los Angeles at this time. And that is confirmed. Um, so he was not around the 14th or the 15th of January, and ultimately they had to let him go. Um, in addition to that, he actually passed two polygraph tests, two of them, um, with flying colors. And then in the 1950s, they brought him back in for questioning, and they gave him a truth serum. <laughs> and apparently he passed that interview, too. Truth serums are not real, first of all. <laughs> What? That's some like Harry Potter bullshit. That's not, not real? real. No, it's not real. <laughs> no, it's it's. You mean I can't drink a combination of ingredients and it will make me tell you the truth? Nope. <laughs> you Darn. cannot be compelled to tell me the truth, even if the chemicals seem like they work. It's not gonna. That's not a real thing. Um, but like yeah. anything alcohol is just truth serum. <laughs> just get these. <laughs> People drunk. Get them drunk and they will and they tell will you lose what all happens. of their ambitions. Yes, exactly. So the police had zero leads after they let Manley go. And they just started flipping through her address book and picking out people. And they ultimately interviewed 192 people. And of those 192, there are only 22 suspects left. Um, and with that, before we dive into the one person. Who has been considered? Who yes, who did it? We're gonna end allegedly. Episode. I mean, three. we can't say he did it. No, we can't. But he did it allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for checking me. That's good. <laughs> I'll just say he did it, and then you'll say allegedly. allegedly. So that's how we'll work. Anyway, we'll talk about that in the next part. Thank you guys for hanging out with us, and bye. bye.